Welcome to Experience This, where you'll find inspiring examples of customer experience, great stories of customer service, and tips on how to make your customers love you even more. Always upbeat and definitely entertaining, customer retention expert Joey Coleman and social media expert Dan Gingas serve as your hosts for a weekly dose of positive customer experience. So hold on to your headphones. It's time to experience this. Get ready for another episode of the Experience This Show. Join us as we discuss how one company is making learning about science into an experience for kids. What some real kids think about science when it's fun and what kids love and can't stand about going to school. Science, slime, and school. Oh my! Sometimes a remarkable experience deserves deeper investigation. We dive into the nitty-gritty of customer interactions and dissect how and why they happen. Join us while we're dissecting the experience. All right, we're going to do something new, a special double-length segment because this topic is awesome. So an entrepreneur, speaker, author, and of course, science teacher, because that's always added to the list, reached out to our mutual friend, Jay Bear, who, as you probably know, is president of Convince and Convert, which produces this show. And yay, Convince and Convert. Thanks for producing. And the show, so guys. this guy's name was Steve Spangler, and his company is Steve Spangler Science. And Joey and I got to meet with him via Skype for, I don't know, what was it, Joey? Like half hour, 45 minutes? I think it was one of those things where we were scheduled for like a 15 or 20 minute call, but Dan and I were having so much fun. It Totally. Yeah. Out. I mean, we were both completely amazed. Absolutely. See, the interesting thing, folks, is Steve is the science teacher that you wish you had. And and maybe you had an amazing science teacher and that's awesome. And I definitely had some along my career that I loved. But Steve was uh is like the science teacher's science teacher. He is so passionate about this stuff. And he gave us some background on how he got into science and where that led him. And he was kind enough to actually send us a box of some toys that he's created. Now, Steve Spangler Science is a fantastic company that you can place orders to receive science kits at your house to do with your kids. And so he sent Dan and I the same box of science experiments. And then on our initial Skype call, we went through the box with him, kind of learning about what was in the box, why he included those experiments, and why he thought they were fun. It was beyond fun. Like, we were definitely geeking out on this. We were, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. We also asked some kids to go through the boxes. Now, as you know, Dan and I both have kids, and we actually recorded, uh, I did some recording while uh, the family was together with some of my nieces and nephews as well. So we had like an insane number of kids. And what was awesome is it gave us the chance to see if what Steve was saying these science kits would produce with kids actually worked. And not that we were, you know, trying to test them, but, you know, we take our, you know, responsibility here at Experience This Show uh, strongly in the sense that we wanted to make sure that if we were going to be recommending something, and spoiler alert, we are definitely recommending you check out Steve Spangler Science, we wanted to test it live in the market. So we're, uh, we actually had some fun doing some recordings with the kids who experimented with the science kits, and we're going to share those as but well. But first, let's hear from the man himself, 
Steve Spangler, who's going to explain a little bit about his company and its mission. I'm Steve Spangler, founder of Steve Spangler Science. Uh, I'm a teacher at heart, started as an elementary science teacher in the early 1990s. And if you've uh, never really been around a teacher, you may not know that uh, we as teachers make so much money that sometimes we get a second job. It's just something that we do. And so I found myself as a brand new teacher out in the summertime, in the evenings, whatever, doing science shows. I was doing uh, anything possible to try to get kids excited about science. Flash, bang, boom, whatever it might be. Our goal was to create an experience that would ultimately get kids thinking about a STEM-based career long before we were talking about careers centering around science, technology, engineering, and math. Little did I know that as I was doing these programs and focusing on creating these experiences that would affect a later behavior, that we were somehow connecting to teachers. And so I found that teachers wanted to create similar experiences in their classroom for their kids. And I learned during that time that great teachers really are great experience makers, so to speak. So I created a line of products that I was using in my classroom, but I created them for teachers to be able to create these experiences in their classroom. We actually started a company that went from uh, business to consumer to business to business. It was a wholesale company that was supplying stores like Toys R Us and Target and things like that. It was a company called Be Amazing Toys because we were teaching people how to be amazing. So it went past even teacher products to hands-on science kits and toys and those kinds of things. Today, we have nearly 375 classroom kits, science toys, even a kid of the month club, all based on teaching our customers how to create their own experiences and how to be amazing. So you start to get a feel a little bit for the passion and the energy and the drive that Steve brings to his business. What I love is his commitment to making learning an experience. You know, we talk a lot on this show about the importance of creating experiences for your customers. And when Steve actually reached out to us originally, he said, look, you guys have never really talked about the student as a customer. And I think that'd be an interesting take. And, you know, Dan and I talked about it before we reached back out to Steve. And we said, yeah, that's a good point. We've both had the opportunity to be students, as I know all of our listeners have. And, you know, they're the teachers that stand out because they made learning an experience. Uh, we've all had, I'm sure, hopefully, at some point in our careers, that teacher who made the subject come alive, whether it was science or something else. And that commitment to experiential teaching creates an opportunity for experiential learning, which I don't know about you, Dan, but is the thing that I remember the most from my educational years, right? The teachers who really went above and beyond to kind of hammer home the points by doing something other than having us read a text. Of course. I mean, we all have teachers from our childhood or maybe from high school or for college that we remember and usually we remember them because they did something different and better. I mean, nobody really remembers their mediocre teachers. I got to ask, Dan, did you have, uh, you know, when we've talked a lot about teachers, is there a teacher that stands out, whether it was in science or some other subject, as being really committed to that experiential type approach? To well, actually, when I was in business school, there was a statistics professor by the name of Carl Schmetters. And... 
Professor Schmetters was this young German guy who was absolutely hilarious. And people looked forward to coming to intro to statistics because he told the best stories. He had people rolling in the aisles and he made statistics fun. And let me just say that again, because that's really hard to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, folks, let me let me just be clear, ladies and gentlemen. This is not an error in the he recording. Made, Dan Gingas he just made said statistics that. fun. And, you know, if we get back to Spangler, one of the things that he has figured out is that he's really in what I would call a B2B to C business, which is business to business to consumer, in that he really needs to be teaching teachers how to create this experience. And so he has a lot of products that are directly for kids, but a lot of his business is working with teachers so that they can better express the learnings from the science to kids in an experiential way. Absolutely. A lot of our business-minded listeners are very familiar with kind of the train the trainer program. And uh, Steve's model is just that, train the science teachers to go in. And I don't know about you, Dan, but I've had the opportunity to present in a few classrooms. And let me tell you, the younger the kids, the tougher the audience. You know, people talk about, oh, I'm nervous getting on stage in front of business people. Get on stage in front of kindergartners. They will eat you alive. And so what I love about Steve is he gets that and really brings a lot of enthusiasm to the game. As I mentioned, Steve sent us this wonderful box. It had some amazing items in it. And we thought it would probably be best to have him describe what's actually in this particular box that he sent us. So take it away, Steve. Hmm, what do I send Dan and Joey to really experience Steve Spangler science? Well, in the box, I had to pick just a couple things because we have almost 350 products. So I started with the uh, the anchor, the thing I'm most excited about, super slime. Now, you can get slime in a barrel, but this is slime that you have to make. So it's the ingredients to make the slime. So you mix the two liquids together. And of course, your hand goes in the bowl and, well, not their hand, but their kid's hands. And they had a leader. That's a quart of slime to play with. I can only imagine what the house looked like after that. That's followed up by some Insta Snow. So this is a powder that when you add water to this powder, it instantly fluffs up and grows inside to what looks like snow. It's fluffy. It feels crazy. Uh, but to the untrained eye, you would say that this stuff is snow. They use it in the movies. So uh, I have a feeling they probably made a kitchen table of Insta Snow. Uh, oh, there was jelly marbles. That was good, too. Uh, these are little tiny uh, BBs that when you add them to a glass of water, they swell up, they expand, they absorb the water, and they turn into what looks like a giant gumball, but it's perfectly clear. And you can't see them in the water, but they're there. They're almost invisible until you reach your hand in and you pull them out. Man, that mixed with the slime and the insta-snow, good idea. But then... Well, let's say you, you're tired of that. How about uh, dropping Mentos into Diet Coke? That seems to be our claim to fame back in 2005 when we started that craze. So I had to send them the Mentos and, and everything they would need to do to drop the Mentos into the Diet Coke. And then uh, a, a great thing, how to turn your body into a human conductor of electricity using something called an energy stick. Mm, a lot of fun, uh, and it made a tremendous amount of noise, and I can only imagine how quickly that was taken away from the kids. But it is cool. It's an energy stick. All right. Hope you had fun playing with those things. So obviously, I know all of our listeners wish that they could have one of these boxes, too, because it was a ton of fun. And one of the things that we have to point out is that not only were all of the items in the box 
really fun on their own. But there's a certain personality about Steve Spangler science that comes out even in the packaging of these items and the ins, you know, the inserts that come in the box that are used to describe the items or to give you instructions. They're funny. They're worth reading. They're, um, you know, making the required remarkable, as we like to say on this show. So the whole box, the whole opening of the box was an experience. Um, Joey, what was one of the items that you thought was particularly memorable? You know, I have to say the one that, uh, the, first of all, I loved all of them. And the kids, it was interesting, the ones that the kids liked versus the ones that I liked. But the one that I thought was particularly cool was the Insta Snow. And the fact that, you know, we're in a winter environment when we're recording this, there's snow outside and the fact that we could make snow in the kitchen at kind of the the kitchen table with all of the kids, they thought that was the coolest thing. And it's actually cold to the touch, which uh, I didn't, to be frank, fully understand the science behind it. But the kids thought that was a really interesting piece of the puzzle, if you will. What about you? What was your favorite? Well, I really liked the... Um the, the thing that conducted the electricity through your body because uh, my kids and I had a lot of fun playing with that. And you'll hear a little bit from them later about a particularly creative way they used that. But I thought that was just really neat and something different that I hadn't seen before. Love it. Love it. Yeah, no, there was, this is one of those things where each item in the box was more interesting than the previous one. And it also was a, a good instructive piece for me watching how the kids reacted in the sense that, you know, we spend a lot of time, I think, as business people presenting our messages or presenting training to audiences. And sometimes certain things resonate with part of the audience uh, and not other parts of the audience. And that certainly played out with the science kid as well. While all the kids that I showed it to loved the various experiments, some of them seemed to be more engaged with, you know, the jelly marbles, if you will, and others liked the slime more. And so I think it was, to me at least, a good reminder that anytime you're presenting to a group of people, try to have a couple different ways for them to engage with you so that uh, everybody in the audience gets their chance to have, if you will, their favorite Absolutely. Thing. So without further ado, let's hear some actual kids opening these boxes. Now, I want to set the stage. These kids do not know anything other than that there is a box of items for them to open. They're exploring the box and its contents for the very first time. We're going to start with my 11-year-old son and 9-year-old daughter. Whoa, what's this? Wow, orange and Hands-on science secrets holding in this box. Whoa. It looks like this, like, science, you know? Let's open it up. Bubble wrap. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Energy. Sense. An energy. Watch your body conduct electricity. Touch both ends to make I think it's a like, human circuit. Maybe it's like, just climbing. Whoa. Whoa. It like lights up. Oh. Whoa. Mentos. Mentos. Oh, to put in, I think, um, Diet Coke. To make it explode. Yeah, maybe. Oh, <gasps> and they're geysers. Geyser experiment. Whoa. Whoa. So with its in insta snow. Just add water. Oh, is not that like the flu? I think it's like. Staff? I don't know. Whoa. 
super slime. The world's best slime. I love slime. It's pink. Like my it's favorite um, color. This is the coolest color ever. <laughs> Jelly marbles. Amazingly water absorbing polymer. That looks like um contacts for your eyes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Activator solution. Oh, that's probably for the slime. slime. Yeah. It's like contact solution or borax. Well, that was a cool box. This is so cool. One thing that I really liked here is that they took the time to look at every item, identify it, and they showed immediate curiosity about each item. Now, for one item in particular, as I mentioned before, I loved their imagination. And so let's hear just one more short clip about how they used it. I have an idea for the energy stick. How I hold this side, Samantha hold that side, Dad. and then hold Dad's hand. Hi, Dad. And then Dad touched my nose. <laughs> it makes a beep every time you touch my nose. Make a song about it. Oh. I love it. Yeah, that's so great. So great. My my kids are a little younger than Dan's. So I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So I actually got some of my nieces involved. And for context, in addition to my two boys, we had about five other kids there uh, that range in age from about, give or take, nine down to two. And so uh, like your kids, they were pretty excited. The clip I want to play actually isn't from the unboxing, though. What happened is we did a science experiment with the jelly marbles uh, and unbeknownst to me and I probably should have thought of this to be honest uh, after the experiment was done I kind of threw the pieces away and some of the kids came back to the house about a week later and were disappointed that the uh, remains of the experiment weren't there to continue playing with so we did a second uh, round of the jelly marbles. And so listen to, you know, we brought around to the table and I basically am letting them know that we're going to have a chance to do some more and you can hear their enthusiasm. Who wants to make some jelly marbles? Yay! Now, what's interesting is, as you might imagine, there were so many kids around the table when I was recording that it was hard to kind of get a clean take. So when it was all said and done, I sat down with my four-year-old son. Now, for context, he is not in school yet. He's going to be starting uh, school here in a few months. So he doesn't really have a lot of, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, school-based learning. And just listen to what he has to say about being able to explore and discover and find things in this kit. What did you think of that science kit we played with? Well, it was awesome. First you gotta make slime, and then snow, real snow, real snow, and then you gotta make little jelly beans, jelly balls, I mean, and then we gotta have a stick, and then you hold it, it lights up. It was awesome. It's so fun, right? I mean, I know I'm biased because I'm he's my son, but you can totally feel the excitement that he has, the curiosity, the learning that's going on, even though he doesn't necessarily fully comprehend the science behind it. And my thought is, if we can spark this level of curiosity and interest and excitement in students, 
why isn't every teacher doing this with every subject? You know, when we were thinking about business, as we were putting together this segment about students, Dan and I also talked a lot about the fact that this type of experiential learning can really apply to your business as well. And so we went ahead and uh, after we had kind of spent some time with the kids, reached back out to Steve and asked him this question. And here's what he had to say. To connect, to engage, and to create unforgettable experiences. Those are the three qualities of every great teacher on the planet. And I think it's exactly what we as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as anybody who's focused on customer experience really need to focus in on. There is an amazing connection between the student experience and the customer experience. Great teachers know how to build connections with students in such a way that it stimulates engagement, makes them want to learn more, and ultimately they create their own experience. So sometimes it's the teacher who creates the experience that builds the connection, and sometimes it's the teacher who just fosters engagement and connects in such a way that finally resonates with the student and the student creates his or her own experience that then serves as a feedback loop and the whole thing's bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm struck by the fact that this is exactly what we as business leaders want to be able to do. We want to create customer experiences that resonate in such a way that our customers want to engage more with our brands, which means an increase in sales, which means brand loyalty. It's everything that we talk about in the customer experience. And I just think it's fascinating that that has its roots in the student experience. It's one of the things that's exciting for me as a speaker um, to talk to corporations, to talk to businesses, entrepreneurs, people like that who want to understand how to create these customer experiences that they see us do on television or see in our products or any of those things, and to be able to share some of those strategies that I've learned as we create student experiences uh, that ultimately translate into an amazing customer experience. So we want to thank Steve Spangler so much for contacting us and sharing his amazing story. This is exactly the kind of remarkable experience that we love to share on the experience this show. And of course, we're going to include links to all of Steve Spangler's various websites and social media presences in the show notes, but you can find him at stevespanglerscience.com. And he's all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. He has over 1,800 videos on YouTube where you can watch experiments and other science things. He warned us that if you go to his YouTube channel, you're going to get sucked in and you should have a fresh pot of coffee with you uh, because you're going to spend some time there. So thanks again to Steve Spangler. Appreciate you being on the Experience This show. Sometimes the customer experience is amazing. And sometimes we just want to cry. Get ready for the roller coaster ride in this edition of I Love It! I Can't Stand It! This edition of I Love It and I Can't Stand It, we're going to continue the theme of education and talk about going to school. But it's not going to be me and Joey talking. We're going to hear from actual kids. You know, Dan and I wanted to experiment a little bit with this episode, and you heard it in the last segment about Steve Spangler Science, and you're going to hear it here. Um, at the end of the day, 
I think I'll speak for myself, but I think Dan probably agrees. One of the keys to creating a great customer experience is to really know your audience, really know your customers. And as we've said before, if you're trying to play to an audience of business people, that's a challenge. If you're trying to play to an audience of consumers, that's a challenge. If you're trying to play to an audience of kids, you better hold on because they are, you know, just incredibly uh, present and focused and you better be on your A game or there's going to be a problem. And what's cool is we went and asked a lot of kids about their love it and can't stand it moments in school. And you can kind of hear that theme underlying some of the things that they share. So let's roll the tape and hear what kids had to say about the best and worst things about going to school. Hi, my name is Jeremy. One thing I love about going to school is getting to see all my friends every day. One thing I can't stand about going to school is getting so much homework. Hi, my name is Samantha. One thing I love about going to school is my teacher because she always welcomes us in the morning and is very funny. But one thing I can't stand about school is the after-school club because it's very boring and there's really nothing to do. Hi, my name is Ian, and something I like about school is that one of my teachers' name is Mrs. Awesome, and something I don't like about school is sitting around all day. Hi, my name is Morgan, and one thing I like about school is when I see my friends, and one thing I don't like about school is the food. Hi, my name is Ishan, and one thing I like about school is learning new things. One thing I can't stand about school is homework. Hi, my name is Eli. One thing I love about school is that the teachers are the best. And something I cannot stand about the school is they gave us too much homework. Hi, my name is Jordan. One thing I love about school is that all the teachers are very nice and they help us learn. And um, there's nothing that I can't stand about school. Hi, my name is Sam. And one thing I love about school is all the projects and field trips we go on. One thing I can't stand about school is all the homework. Hi, my name is Sophia. One thing that I love about school is all my friends, and one thing that I don't love about school is all the homework. Hi, my name is Mark. My favorite thing about school is the excitement when the last bell rings. My least favorite part is when the morning bell rings. Hi, my name is Isabel, and what I like about school is I like doing homework and reading and math, but I also really like history and learning about the places that I've traveled to. What I don't like about school is that it's not year-round. Hi, my name is Maria, and one thing I like about school is seeing my friends. One thing I don't like about school is the lunch. Hi, my name is Dylan. One thing I like about school is getting to go home. And one thing I don't like about school is all the homework. Hi, my name is Elisa. One thing I love about school is science. I love all, I love experiments. One thing I can't stand about school is not making friends. Hi, my name is Lauren. One thing I like about school is spending time with my friends. One thing I can't stand about school is how we have so many tests a day. Hi, my name is Parker. My favorite part of school is gym. My least favorite part of school is science. Um, my name is Ireland, and what I like about school is that I like doing math. What I don't like about school is I don't like doing homework. Hi, my name is Marley. My favorite part about school is art 
And my least favorite part about school is gym. Hi there, my name is Lachlan. What I like about school is doing homework and math and stuff about that. What I don't like about school is people, grown-ups go to work instead of not going go, go fun things like kids do. So, bye. So what I thought was interesting about all of those uh, segments from the kids is, on one hand, they uh, each talked about different things, and there were a couple of smart Alex in there, and then a couple of kind of more poignant moments in there uh, with kids being really honest about some of the challenges at school. And what was interesting to me in listening to these clips was how representative they are of kind of the, the typical experience in the workplace as well. I, I think there's probably some themes that, you know, we enjoy some of our coworkers. And when we work somewhere that has great coworkers, it's a better place to work. We don't enjoy when our work has to go home with us and we don't get to have a clear end to the day. We don't enjoy getting up uh, to be at work earlier than we should want to be or have to be. Uh, but when we are there, if we get to have some experiments and do fun things and uh, increase our learning, it's a overall positive experience that kind of makes up for that. Yeah, I thought it was really cool that each one of these kids really were thoughtful about their answer. And I think it comes down to what you said before the clips about different audiences and knowing your audience. What struck me was how many different answers there were. And I, I kind of expected when we did this that everybody would say, for example, that they didn't like homework. You know, that would be like the obvious right. answer, but that's not what everybody said. And I think that that the, the, the takeaway there is that not all of your customers are the same either. And, you know, as a marketer, I'm used to for my whole career, you know, segmenting customers into, you know, females age 35 to 45 with X number of kids living in X suburb. And even among that group, which seems like it's a small group, there's lots of different people and they're all different individuals who have different needs and different desires and who like different things. Absolutely. Just out of curiosity, Dan, did you have a favorite love it or can't stand it uh, element of going to school or at any I point did. in school? I uh, did. So the thing that I loved the most was every year I got to go to what unfortunately is no longer around, but it was a store called Chandler's and it was like an old stationary store. And we would get what was called a Chandler's assignment notebook. And it was this kind of faux leather bound calendar and getting that blank, new smelling Chandler's assignment notebook was like, that was the school supply that I looked forward to the most every year. And I was so excited to get started writing in it. And then the thing that I couldn't stand, and unfortunately, I still can't stand, is the recurring nightmare. And mine was not about missing a test, <laughs> like most people's were. Mine is always about not remembering where my locker is and what the combination is. And I still occasionally have that nightmare. And I had it when I was a kid. So that's the thing that I can't stand the most. Love it. Love it. How about you, Joey? 
Uh, I would say the thing that I liked the best, or the thing that I loved, if you will, was when we got to do special projects. So there was kind of an assignment where you could bring some creativity to bear, whether it was building a diorama or doing an interesting uh, presentation of what you learned that was not the typical, you know, book report or uh, straight line ruled paper, you know, writing out your answers, you could kind of draw something or create something a little more exciting. The thing that I couldn't stand was unexpected pop quizzes. I felt like they weren't representative of what we were actually learning and just created a lot of stress in everyone's life. And even as a kid, I remember thinking there's not really a parallel to this in the adult world. Granted, you find yourself sometimes having to deal with uh, unexpected scenarios and unexpected situations, but not usually when the customer is grading you against a right answer or wrong answer type environment. So yeah, was not the biggest fan of the quizzes. So as usual, if you have an idea for a love it, can't stand it segment, We'd like you to reach out to us and let us know, and we will put it in a future episode. You can do that in a couple of ways. Go to experiencethisshow.com, open up any episode and scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see a little widget called SpeakPipe. And it's basically a voicemail that goes right into mine and Joey's email inboxes. And we will be able to hear from you about what you'd like to see in a future episode. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at dgingis, D-G-I-N-G-I-S-S, and I will be happy to take the message to Joey. (laughs) Pony Express style. I'm on Twitter too, folks, but if you want fast replies, yes, Dan is the one to go to. Thanks so much for enjoying another segment of I Love It, I Can't Stand It. Listen in while we try to stump and surprise each other with a fantastic statistic from the worlds of customer experience and customer service. It's time to check out this number. This week's number is 65%. What do you think it means, Joey? I'm going to go with the score you got on your first calculus test in college. Yikes. Yeah, it wasn't that far off. But actually, (laughs) 65% refers to the percentage of consumers who want their issue resolved in 15 minutes or less. And this statistic comes to us from the 5.9 Customer Service Index, a summary of which can be found at smartercx.com slash experience this. I think the key takeaway from this statistic, to be honest, isn't the 15 minutes or less as much as it is that more than half the people uh, believe that speed matters in resolving their issue. And so I think the takeaway for our listeners is you want to respond quickly to your customers, even if it's just to say, hey, we hear you. We know there's a problem. We're working on it. Sometimes that alone is enough to soothe the savage beast. And then if you can actually get it resolved uh, in 15 minutes or less, well, then you're a hero. And that ends up working out very well for everyone involved. Totally agree. And for more great customer experience content, please visit smartercx.com slash experience this. Now, Smarter CX is by our friends at Oracle CX. And it's a brand new website for professionals who are building the next generation of customer experience. If you want CX breaking news, in-depth analysis, and useful tools so you can create remarkable experiences for your customers, this is the site for you. And thanks again to the Oracle CX Cloud for sponsoring our show. Thanks, Oracle. 
thanks for joining us for another episode of Experience This. We know there are tons of podcasts to listen to, magazines and books to read, reality TV to watch. We don't take for granted that you've decided to spend some quality time listening to the two of us. We hope you enjoyed our discussions, and if you do, we'd love to hear about it. Come on over to experiencethisshow.com and let us know what segments you enjoyed, what new segments you'd like to hear. This show is all about experience, and we want you to be part of the Experience This Show. Thanks again for your time, and we'll see you next week for more Experience This.